Welcome to The Bear and the Ball. On this week's episode, the first ever episode actually, we'll be talking adult 7v7. Yes, another form of the game. And guess what, folks? It'll have beer, music, food trucks, and more. We've also developed a fantastic relationship with sporting club de Portugal. Yes, one of the most famous brands of football clubs in the world. Cal South and Sporting Club de Portugal will be moving forward and creating some magic on the youth side of this beautiful sport. We've also got a great relationship with Capelli that I can't wait to tell you all about. And for you aspiring referees out there, maybe some cheap, cheap uniforms. You're going to love it. Plus State and National Cup 2022. The registration is open. You want to get in on this. And don't forget, you can follow us on CalSouth.com, Twitter at CalSouthSoccer, and Instagram at CalSouthSoccer. We'll be right back with the show, The Bear and the Ball. Hello, everybody. I'm Nick Webster, the Vice President of Adults on the Cal South Board of Directors. I am a complete soccer savant, current coach of the UCSB women's team, and we had a magnificent victory just the other night, which I'm very, very proud of, the first in the Big West, taking care of UC Irvine in dramatic circumstances. I'm also a former broadcaster. You may have heard my dulcet tones on the Premier League. World Cups, European Championships, you name it. I have been lucky enough to cover it. And, of course, I still trundle around some lower leagues with a very, very good right foot. The left foot, not so much. I just use that for standing on. Well, today on the show, I am delighted to welcome my first guest and the only guest on this particular show that really, truly matters, the CEO of Cal South. A gentleman by the name of Terry Fisher. He's just 100 days into the job. But let me tell you a little bit about Terry. He's held every level of soccer position you can think of. Playing, coaching, executive experience in the boardroom. Also the head coach of the Los Angeles Aztecs of the old NASL. And by the way, he was the youngest head coach for any pro team in the United States. Even took a record from me. He really is... Mr. Soccer, and most recently was the CEO of Washington Youth Soccer, a role he took over in 2009, and I may say that state never looked back. Terry Fisher, welcome to the Bear and the Ball. Tell us what your first 100 days have been like, being the, being the El Jefe of Cal South. Nick, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm excited to be in Southern California for me and my wife, it's a return to uh, 50 years. I came to Los Angeles in 1972 to coach Whittier College, then moving over to, to uh, UCLA, and then, of course, with the Los Angeles Aztecs. So for me, it's a, it's a probably I've been preparing my entire life, my entire career for this chance to come back to Cal South. People say, why Cal South? Because we have the best athletes, we have the best weather, we have the best community, we have a, probably the ability to be the soccer capital of the United States. And given what's coming our way in the next uh, 
seven or eight years with the World Cup in 26 and also the Olympics in 28. Los Angeles will be the entire capital of the entire soccer world going forward. Uh, the first 100 days have been pretty fantastic because uh, everything in, in soccer in the United States is changing. You know, the developmental scheme, the, the way that we market soccer to our families over the last 50 years, it's obviously changed dramatically. I was involved in 1970, the early 70s with AYSO forming it in the west side of uh, Los Angeles in Torrance and Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, all the way out to the valley. And we were going out and doing clinics for soccer kids when they didn't know what a soccer ball was from a basketball. So we've come a long way since those days. And if you think about the change in the landscape in the United States over that period of time in playing, in league formation, in coaching education, in referee development, in sophistication, in the early 70s, the only soccer we saw on television was an occasional closed circuit event from England, whether it was a World Cup final in 66. Remember those days, 1966? Um, or it was, was, uh, Toby Charles doing soccer made in Germany a week later voiceover. And that was all soccer today in the United States. We see more soccer games than any place in the world. So that has given us a new population of Americans who see top level soccer have raised their expectations, have raised their, their requirements and has raised their their uh, appreciation for the world's greatest game. And, you know, we, we were in 19, in the seventies, we were fighting people to even accept the fact that this was a game that should be in America. And now here we are with multiple professional teams in Los Angeles and greater LA, as well as in San Diego, both in the men's and women's side with a multitude of, of secondary level teams at the USL level one and various other leagues below that. And all of this ties into the fact that given our 23 plus million people from San Luis Obispo to San Diego, if we can't make that into a fabulous worldwide soccer market, then we should probably go do something else. So that answers the reason why now, why California South for Terry. And I'm excited because we have a large, uh, a large task to do to grow the game to sort of re-identify what our brand is, to re-market ourselves. And as you know, there's competition throughout the game in this country. And the United States Soccer Federation allows multiple youth associations. So we have the mantra now that competition should make us better. And believe me, we are getting that opportunity to go after and face the competition. So that's the reason why Cal South, that's my 100 days. Anytime you have uh, change in the landscape. It creates new opportunities, new doors open. And uh, along with the staff and the board, we're trying to take on every challenge as they come. So we're excited. Ah, oh, it's it's uh, a Herculean task, Terry, but I'm sure you're up for it. I've, I've, I've seen your biceps. They are very large. I think you can carry anything. Um, Cal South is coming up on 50 years, Terry. What do you think has been the biggest achievement of the organization over those 50 years? The, uh, the organization has a, has a reputation around the country of being the best youth soccer association in America. You know, the 47 years of 1974, our creation. So 2024 is going to be our North Star. 
everything that we're doing in terms of the rebrand is focused towards towards that uh, goal of celebration. And we have so much to be thankful for. But I think the commitment from the beginning days in the early in the early 70s for the people who were going out and doing coaching clinics that were the ambassadors in the in the outlining lining suburbia areas and growing the game sort of one club by one club. And when you think about in 1974, we didn't even have an association to at the height. We were 164,000 kids, which I've been told is the number for the most players we've ever had registered. And the proliferation of all that, because AYSO was big and strong. AYSO is going through its own problems of of re-identifying. You know, they started with every kid plays every game. Every kid plays the same amount. They morphed into a traveling thing. Cal South has always been the leader in coaching education, referee development, uh, the leader in league structures, the leaders in developing in quotes, developing good players because we provide the leagues that these kids play in. But the sheer numbers of the diverse community that we have, we produce good players because they can play year round in great weather, usually on fairly decent fields because we can actually grow grass in Southern California. And because of that environment of being out and so so uh, athletically uh, inclined environment, we have the best athletes. So we have therefore the best teams. And we've been lucky to have tons of good players that have been produced both in the men and the, and the female side of the business. And uh, what would be the biggest achievement? Just the sustainability of the volunteers, because none of this happens, my friends, in the early days from 74 until probably the late mid 80s, it was all volunteers. And then it crept in that became more and more professionalized over time from the, the late 80s to today professional staffs and it's changed the dynamic of volunteerism to more professionalism balanced with volunteerism and i think that the biggest thing is give credit to the volunteers that got it all started they were the true pioneers that planted those seeds that made the game grow and it's the reason we are what we are today yeah like you say 164,000 uh young children or you know teenagers playing playing this beautiful game but let's not forget the adults terry being the vice president of adults very dear and near to my heart and i, th- I think the 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 question i think adults want to hear from us is how can we grow the adult game when there is just so much other competition certainly from unaffiliated leagues um but we want them to come under the Cal South umbrella and, and enjoy all the benefits that they can enjoy from being a member of Cal South. What do you think is, is the key to attracting unaffiliated teams and players to the Cal South family so we can grow as a unit and, and really start pushing out the concept that belonging to Cal South is belonging to American soccer? Well, I would tell you that if you're not an affiliated member, which simply means that you're affiliated with an association that belongs to the U.S. Soccer Federation family, which belongs to CONCACAF, which belongs to FIFA. If you're not a member, you're not in the game. So I would tell everybody out there, you want to be in the game? You have to be a member. If you're a golfer, you belong to the PGA. If you want to be a soccer player, belong to the Federation. And for the amount of money that they have to pay to be a member, it's almost nothing. It's one latte these days. But my point is that we've done 
less than a great job of convincing people the value. So we would say to them, join the membership, get part of the program, be proud of the national teams, be proud of what we're doing to develop the game in the United States. And I think for the for our part, you know, we have to be obviously more out in the community, more involved with the members where they live and play, more involved in, in making sure that there are no barriers to their enrollment and kicking down all those doors so it's easy to be part of us. We are, we are diminished by not having all the unaffiliateds in our membership. The diminishment is on our side, not theirs. We need those people to join us. And we've actively, as Cal South, Nick, since, since I've joined and working with you, We've brought on Aldo in our staff, who's now full-time working on membership as it relates to bringing in unaffiliated new members, as well as emphasis on new tournaments, things that we're going to do to try to provide activities for for adults to play. Um, I played when I came to Los Angeles in the greater LA League down in San Pedro with Tony Morahone and that gang. So I know how good it is to be involved in, in ethnic soccer at that time. And now these leagues are everywhere. Every Sunday, the fields are filled with people playing, and it's our job to make them see the value added and make it easy for them to come join. And I would just say, get a seat at the table, come join us, be part of the national surge to grow the adult game in the United States. And along those lines, Terry and I are very pleased to announce the first ever adult 7v7 soccer festival at the Palm Springs of the San Joaquin Valley, at our very own Kern County Soccer Park, November 20th through 21st. It is going to be spectacular. We've done a deal with the city. There will be a beer garden serving the finest IPAs that Bakersfield can certainly offer at this particular time. Food trucks, gourmet food trucks, taco trucks. We will have... Some EDM, I'm not even sure Terry knows what EDM stands for, but I'll let him know it's called electronic dance music. There will be music pumping throughout the day, and we're going to have adults, men, a women's division, a co-ed division, and a professional division where you can win nice amounts of prize money. Terry, let's talk about the 7v7 game right now because I really believe that this is the future of soccer for the adult environment because not many of us, well, certainly not me anymore, have the time to do 11 v 11, 90 minutes. Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a real traditionist and I, and I love the game. But but this 7 v 7 format where you can play in 60 minutes and get the game done and, and then have time for beers and food with your mates after, what are your thoughts? Well, we, we know we are living in a time where uh, spare time, recreational time is precious. We all are working multiple jobs. We're all working with, with raising families. We're all out there worrying about the commute. We're all trying to say, where do we get our recreation? Where do we get our fun? So making the game simpler where you don't need 18 players, 15 players, you can get seven players and form a game, have a really good kick around, have as much fun, if not more fun, playing in a more condensed field because you don't have to be nearly as fit to do this kind of running. And the whole idea is that this tournament up in Bakersfield, which is 21 fields at Kern County Soccer Park, uh, we have a fantastic lease agreement with the city to manage that facility. And it is the gateway to the San Joaquin, lots of teams from Northern California, lots of teams to go over the grapevine, lots of teams to come out of the valley. And you got to go there to really believe it. 
And we are really trying hard to make this successful because from success from one tournament starts successes for other tournaments. And this is just a beginning of activities that we're planning for the adult soccer community in Los Angeles, moving it around to different aspects, getting them in your neighborhood so that it's easy for you to play. But please go to the website, look up this tournament, get your team enrolled and get up there to have some good times in Bakersfield, the Palm Springs of the San Joaquin. And let me tell you this, Kern County Soccer Park, it might not be Wembley Stadium just yet, but it soon will be under the guidance of Terry Fisher and myself. We are determined to turn KCSP into the Coachella of soccer. Stay tuned for further details of more events coming up at Kern County Soccer Park. Terry, recently, Cal South, very exciting news, just signed a deal with Sporting Club de Portugal. Now, for for those of you that don't know, Sporting is the club that Cristiano Ronaldo began his professional career. That's correct, CR7 in the capital of Portugal, Lisbon. Sporting Club are a very famous, well-known team and have had an incredible pipeline of players over the last 40 years. Starting with their youth team, so many of their top graduates have gone on to play professionally for the first team and for teams throughout Europe. Tell me, what is this relationship with Sporting Club de Portugal? How can people get involved? How will people benefit? The concept is that uh, I have very good friends there, Francisco Marcos, who's been a longtime soccer executive in the United States. He's a college teammate of mine and a great friend, as well as as uh, Carlos Quiroz, who was the coach at uh, Sporting some years ago, has now just taken the Egypt job today. Uh, so we are very familiar with the system, and the relationship there is very, very strong to the board, all the way through the technical staff. The idea is that uh, next to Ajax, Sporting has produced the most players in the world that have been sold to clubs around the world. So think about that, producing great young players. So this is a two-way relationship. One, they're going to do exchanges with us related to coaches and players, players that go through their system over there that perhaps aren't going to go forward in the professional life. They're going to come over and go through combines here to get involved in American colleges. We're going to be sending some teams to to Portugal over the next couple of years to try and uh, live in their environment, live at their academy, live at their their uh, operation and share those experiences. And I think any time that you can align with a top class club that's involved in player development, it's a benefit to your association by association. So they will be attending our first event. Uh, at Thanksgiving, which is a, a competition, a play-in that we're going to have uh, at Thanksgiving to to qualify teams to play in our state cup. And they will be coming over to be in attendance and look at our teams and scout our players and give their comments and advices going forward. So it's an exciting development, something that Cal South can be very proud of. And it's important to realize that they are also interested in aligning with the best. And that's why they're in Cal South. Yeah, I'm very excited about the relationship. And uh, for those of you that have been lucky enough to go to Lisbon and visit the stadium, it really is a proper football stadium. I was lucky enough in 2004 to 
witnessed quite a few games there during the European Championships, most notably Portugal versus Spain. Can you imagine the atmosphere at that game, Terry? It was a little tasty. A little tasty, yes. A simply electrifying. So, I mean, it really is a wonderful opportunity for aspiring soccer players to really go across the world to Europe and experience what top-level European soccer is all about. It is an eye-opener, trust me. Uh, Talking of eye-openers, Terry, uh, my son earlier this week, Young London, uh, took the grassroots refereeing course at Torrance High School. And I know there's been a massive shortage of referees uh, in Southern California for for many reasons. Obviously, COVID, the pandemic has uh, severely impacted the number of referees, but also I think the, unfortunately, the behavior of uh, some of our uh, spectators is is driving uh, many people away from being a referee. Why would you want to encourage young people, old people, any people to become a referee? Well, for a lot of people, refereeing is a, is a wonderful way to remain fit, a wonderful way to remain involved in the community, a wonderful way to help uh, shape, if it's in the youth side, help shape youth, youth attitudes and approaches. And if it's in the adult side, it's in a perfect way to get out there and be, be amongst your peers and have a good run around and enjoy the game. Some people prefer it because they, they enjoy interpretation, they enjoy the decision-making, they enjoy the camaraderie, they enjoy the back-and-forth banter. Of course, we are trying to drive respect, 100% no tolerance, trying to get good sideline behavior, trying to make people respect the fact that these people are doing the best job they can. And just like you as a player, you make a thousand mistakes, they make one and they get brutalized sometimes for it. So a little bit of understanding and compassion. For young kids, uh, we think that it's an excellent sport uh, idea for them to become young referees because it does allow them to learn leadership. It does allow them to learn discipline. It does allow them to learn, you know, how to make instant determinations and judgments. And I think that uh, we we are trying to find every way possible to get young students, young athletes to come out and get training. Juan Guzman, our director of referee, our SRA, is doing an excellent job. Our training is immaculate and precise. And you can feel 100% that you will be educated, certified, and secure in camaraderie with the members that are currently referees. And I think we can make your experience a good one. And hopefully it becomes a, a job for life. Uh, you're not a professional referee, so you're not mandated to retire. You can learn to be a referee as a young person and do it until your old age. You know, because you, Nick and I have seen a few of those older aged referees out there. They're still trying to do it, still blowing the whistle, still trying to make decisions. So, you know, our referees in Cal South have been known as the best in the country. The fact is we've lost half of them to COVID. You know, we're down to about 3,500 referees. We need to double that number and we'd love to triple that number. And how do you do it? Well, we do it by investing in education and making equipment available at a at a reduced rate, which ties into the Capelli deal. So Capelli has come on as our sponsor for uniforms and equipment. Part of the proceeds from that, Nick, are going to be rebated back to new members to reduce the price of entry because there's nothing worse than having to spend money to get a license to get equipment before you've ever even blown a whistle. So if we can reduce that number to uh, as low as possible and make it attractive for children to go out and learn the business, learn the game, 
at the same time, get paid a few shekels to do it because referees contrasted to some years ago, referees are now actually paid to do the work. And if you'd rather take a game whistle to the field rather than stand behind the Starbucks counter and get some fresh air at the same time and some loving appreciation from all the people on the field as well as on the sidelines, refereeing is for you. Yes, refereeing. Uh, really, I've I've enjoyed refereeing myself. And uh, in fact, we'll be refereeing a couple of games in, in the next couple of weeks. So I'll be earning those shekels as well and uh, really enjoying myself, certainly in my brand new Capelli gear, which you can purchase yourself if you go to CalSouth.com. CalSouth.com, click on the link to Capelli, and you will get discounted refereeing equipment. Well worth the visit. San Diego, Terry, an interesting place, a beautiful place. Sun shines a lot. There wasn't a, a Cow South League down there, but now there may well be. Please enlighten us on this potential Cow South League in San Diego. So we are we are going to be operating in 2022 a a Cow South gaming league in the county of San Diego uh, for premier teams of every age. And we are going to be aggressively recruiting back those members that have decided to move sideways and bring them back into the family again of Cal South. We're looking to recapture 25 to 50,000 members back into this gaming league. And uh, it's one of the things that we've uh, been on the sidelines for some number of years. And uh, we're going to be announcing that this week for a gaming league in San Diego. We're going to be putting out a, a, um, an outreach to people to name the league, to name the league. We're probably looking for something which is is bigger than just the name San Diego. So we would be looking for something which is a designation of bigger than just San Diego. So look forward to a communication from Rick Johnson in our department of, uh, of um, communications requesting your input on names, suggested names for this new gaming league, which will start in 2022. Can I have a suggestion, Terry? Go for it. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go for Superliga Super Cal South. SLCS. SLCS. Has a little ring to it, doesn't it? Well, there you go. You might win the grand prize. Uh, yes, the grand prize. Uh, we will uh, we'll keep you abreast of what the grand prize will be. Um, be- before I let you go, Terry, State and National Cup 2022 registration is open. What are we looking for in 2022? Obviously, 2021 and 2020, hugely impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. But we are looking at 2022 to come back stronger than ever. Cal South has had a reputation of winning regional championships and national championships over the last 47 years. Cal South has set the standard of excellence for all of these teams. Obviously, 22 is going to be a rebound for us. Anthony Morales, who runs our cups, our cup competitions, those have been announced in our on our website. Registrations are open. Qualifications are, are going to begin. And we're hoping we've had at our height somewhere around 4,000 teams playing in cups in Cal South. And that's sort of a pretty high standard. And we're hoping to move the bar as close to that as we can in 2022. Nobody does cups better than Cal South. Nobody supports cup teams better than Cal South. The hundreds of thousands of dollars that Cal South as an organization has spent supporting teams that have qualified 
in regional and national competitions is unparalleled, unparalleled. So we should be very thankful to a very ambitious, very aggressive position supporting our top players, both men and women, girls and boys. And uh, also on the, on the adult side, Nick, we're looking to double, triple, quadruple adult women, adult men cup competition in this coming season, as well as launch a new league out in, in Manhattan Beach at the property out there in a, in a premiership, which is a very high standard new adult league. So we're aggressively looking at every aspect of our business because we are one of the fortunate states that have both adults and youth, and the responsibility is the same. We have to do equal work for both. And uh, with your leadership in the adult side, we'll make great strides in that. And it's an exciting time to be in CalSouth. And for those of you that want official merchandise, your official state and national cup merchandise, as always, please visit CalSouth.com. Click on the link and that will take you to a page where you can get your hoodies, your T-shirts, everything your heart desires so you look like the business. Terry, before I let you go, last question. Best player you ever coached and why? Well, it's, uh, it has to be, of course, George Best, uh, because before I got him, he was already one of the best. So it makes you look really good as a coach when you get one of those guys that has had, uh, you know, European Player of the Year, big success at Man United, and probably one of the was known as the fifth Beatle. And uh, he came to America because he wanted to restart his career. He left us in 77 and went to Fulham and joined Rodney Marsh and Bobby Moore at Fulham. Came back for a second season, and uh, in 1977, he and Steve David were a pretty dramatic duo. They were one and two in the voting for most valuable players on our team next to PLA and Franz Beckenbauer. So I would have to put him up there just because he should be, Nick. George Best, what a maestro. Sorely missed. Uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, to see him as a youngster do his thing, and he really was ahead of his time terry fisher thank you so much for joining the bear and the bull the ceo of cal south and don't forget folks visit us at calsouth.com you can find us on twitter at cal south soccer instagram at cal south soccer and also on facebook i am nick webster you can find me on twitter at nick webster we love your questions we love your ideas keep sending us everything you want to know and want to see involving cow south soccer until then we'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next episode of the bear and the ball